y'all so quiet now? We just had a 45-minute discussion about any and everything. Why y'all so quiet now? Because nobody want to come out and be the weird one. Oh, all right. <laughs> to talk about what talking about. We were waiting for Frankie's uh, alarm clock to go uh, off. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Hello, good people. My name is 4KJ. This is the Foot of Stress Podcast. How are you good folks doing? I am joined always by my good brother, Frankie Metals, a.k.a. El Capitan, a.k.a. El Cap, a.k.a. Caps Lock, a.k.a. the Backwood Ninja, a.k.a. the Left, the Savior, Segway King, Texas Frankie, uh, the Getaway Driver, Segway King, Swamp Thing. How are you, beloved? There we go. There we go. There we go. We have... Um, a returning guest. He's been here. He's he's family at this point. You know him. In the turquoise, white and gray shirt, <laughs> Ron Bautista. Yeah, we got my we got my motherfucking guy. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to curse because I know you got. You, nah, you're you know, good. You're good. You know what I'm saying? We Do got it. my guy. The Kenneth Cole glasses. No. <laughs> <laughs> we got my Ecuadorian brother from another mother. Uh, the good brother OG Ron, aka Ron Batista, is here. How are you, beloved? Good, bro. Good, good. Thank you for that that intro. And yeah, I've been here a few times. Most of it just hanging out, but you know, it's yeah. it's, it's time to to do a new recording. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, man. For those of you who are familiar with the show, I think Ron, your first appearance was almost a year ago. It must be a year ago. It's, it had to be like a year ago. Yeah. And then ever since then, we've we've built a great relationship. Ron has been here kicking it with us, talking about any and everything on um, various occasions. So I'm very happy you're back in a official capacity. Yeah. Well, welcome back. For, Thanks, uh, before we get into that, church announcements. Follow the show on everything. Instagram for the stress underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash 4KJ. You can follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. Follow A Celestial Goddess on IG for your holistic healing. You can follow at So What Game CO on IG for your hip hop debate needs. You can follow the dojo on IG at the dojo JC. Make sure you visit the website for the stress podcast.com powered by Stay Cozy Studios. Also, if for whatever reason you missed last week's episode, Make sure you go to Jersey City. I think it's jctc.com or .org, wherever. Go to the Instagram. Go buy your tickets for the live show, five-year anniversary. You know what I'm saying? Um, don't miss it because we will slander you if you miss it. If you, There will be uh, donations. If you want to donate any sponsors, please feel free to reach out to me and all of that good shit. Before we get, in, before we get into my my good brother Ron and all of the cool shit that he's doing right now I just want to have a moment of just my, my my brother Stay Cozy Studio sent me this message and I just want to play a little bit Shit, don't let these niggas stress you out. Nigga, 
Shout out to shout out to State Cozy Studios. I love you, bro. Uh, shout out to the shrooms. Shout out to the chocolate and all that. So yeah, we just that was just a PSA from the good brother, State Cozy Studios. But back to the man in the hour, Ron. Man, you you've you've first and foremost, we gotta get into this. We gotta we gotta address the elephant in the room. Are we competition now? We're in, bro. We're in. For those who don't know, Ron has a podcast. He started a podcast called The Change with Ron Batista. In the turquoise white. Like he, like he, like. We're getting started. Like, first and foremost, like, we love Ron. But like, you making us look bad, bro. You got the nice setup. You got the cameras and all that. You talking to distinguished guests. We're at a barber shop. Yeah, like, like you just showing us up. Like, come on, bro. I'll show you you how to do this, son. Yeah, like, you just, come on, bro. Nah, but all jokes aside, like, um, first of all, congratulations. Thanks, bro. Because, you know, starting something like that, especially with the level of production that you, you have into it is great. Um, I listened to, I forgot the guy's name that you first spoke to, Matthew. Ma- Matthew Cunningham. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, what, what, what made you want to start this? I mean, I know the backstory, but like, you got to tell But me. everybody got to hear the backstory. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. yeah. So like, I, I, so as many people know, I'm running for county commissioner, mm-hmm. uh, for Hudson County and, uh, the district is Hoboken and the waterfront in downtown Jersey city. But really, the county government runs things across the many cities that make up the the county. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know from your previous shows, that means a lot of influence in local politics. Mm-hmm. It means a lot of influence with what's going on at the city level as well. So it impacts everybody, you know, and that's why. Appreciate it, bro. Uh, yeah, what are you doing, Frankie? <laughs> what are you doing? So, um, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Uh, We're not but, gonna, I'm glad this is not on video. <laughs> See, that's why we don't do video in the Boom, for the you, stress podcast. There you go. Right? There you go. Keep things allegedly. Alleged. Uh, <laughs> no, but ba- basically, uh, the idea with the campaign from the strategy from day one is to show people what we can do once we get to the position not just promise but have that commitment from the start and the commitment is really to serve everyday people and not the politicians and the way we're showing it from day one is by giving a uh, amplify the voices of everyday people from the communities Mm -hmm. what change they want to see in their communities Mm -hmm. right um many times we think of change as something bad but we're all complaining about something, right? We're all not happy about something in our communities that we want to see that change. So it's mm-hmm. about normalizing that change, not a, not for it not to come f- just from me, but for it to come from real people. Mm-hmm. Then opening up the discussion with the audience mm-hmm. that is live at a local barbershop that is owned by somebody that went to high school with me in Hoboken High. Right. So it's just a combination of doing online, offline community space and we're going to be doing that uh, once a month. But that opens up the conversations, like, besides that day, that now when I'm meeting with people, I want to learn what change they want to see as well. And being able to capture that and fight for that, that's that's the goal. 
So actually being a servant to the people rather than what we're used to of politicians serving themselves. Yeah, and it, you know, part of it is because of where the money comes from, too. Mm-hmm. Or where their livelihood as politicians happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and something my my cousin said not too long ago, because she's also starting her own podcast. I think I sent it to you. Yeah, you did. Mind the podcast. Yeah, shout, shout out to her. Shout out to Denise. Um, she she was saying she she did a little shout out for me and for what i'm doing and she was saying you know my my cousin he's a politician well yeah not really a politician he's a public servant right and that's the way i really define myself Mm -hmm. is is not as a politician because you can't it's tough to change people yeah like (laughs) people people you you have to go with what people's mentalities are so you can speak in that language you can talk from that lens so I can't be like, no, 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 I'm not that type of politician. No, no, like I'm, I'm labeling the right way, which is I'm a public servant. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my salary doesn't, my, my livelihood doesn't depend on, on, on that. It's mm-hmm. because I care because you give that's, a shit. I give a shit. And something I, I read not too long ago was like, you know, you may not do politics, but politics will do you. Absolutely. So if you don't, if yeah. you don't, if you don't get involved, if you don't speak up, if you don't run for office or support somebody that does, and you're gonna and be a victim. The you're gonna be a victim. The devil ever pulled was to prove he did not exist. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So I, the devil believes in you, right? Right. Like I think it's dope for you to be in the public servant space and using your platform, not to just. Um, like you said, you're amplifying local voice mm, words. You're amplifying local voices, but also with that, you're bringing attention to a position that uh, you're bringing attention to a position of local government that a lot of people aren't aware of. Mm. Because you know, I've told you before, like I had no clue what a county commissioner does. That's actually how I start my conversations with voters. I go like, yeah, I'm running for county commissioner. Do you know what your county commissioner does? And it's like, no. I'm like, that's exactly why I'm running for office. Yeah, because because they have the county government has six hundred sixty million dollar budget every year, Shit. and the fact that you don't know what the hell they do, that's a huge issue. It's a huge issue because that means there's no accountability. Right. It means that they can do whatever they want with it, and right. they've been doing whatever they want with it. Uh, who has the contracts? Who who gets the benefits? Who gets the privilege mm. uh, of you that's, know that's getting what you're that? Uh, I'm, that's why I'm running for for county commissioner because those are the legislators that decide what the budget looks like. They decide where the money goes. They right. decide where the money goes. So and what you going for dinner <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might need to. We, 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 for the stress, might need a little budget. You know what I mean? We, we need. Yeah, hey, to... I'm, I'm all for budgets for for local media because the more local media that that happens, not. And again, I always got receipts. I don't just talk right. out of my ass. Right. I. I have I have uh, I have uh, that part as part of my platform when I ran two years ago for the same position uh-huh. that was in, so in 2020 I ran for what back then was called county freeholder uh-huh. they just changed the name and uh, that was part of my platform was like hey you know the only reason why we find out a lot of the shady stuff that the county government does is because of local media. Uh-huh and shout, local, out to, shout out to us yeah so so we need more local media that speaks this type of issues because you know we're not hearing it from uh regular good ones information is key and good information is key because it's a network you know you trust where the information comes right from, right and uh you learn instantly you know you want to know it's like a newspaper 
So, so let me ask when, when, because you said you start your conversations with, do you know who your county commissioner is, or do you know what he does, or do you know what he does? And you said most people don't know. Practically nobody knows. Mm. Practically nobody. No. I would go so far as to say, do you? It's nine p.m. Do you know where your commissioner is? (laughs) Probably spending the money that you thought was going to schools or recreational programs or. Right. Transparency. Transparency is that's key and it's something I've and consistency. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what I've been doing for a few years now. I'm so when I ran in twenty twenty, that wasn't my first election as I had mentioned to you guys before in a previous podcast. But that was I got forty percent of the vote in that election. Mm-hmm. And that was my first four years as a US citizen. So that's also my argument for people. Uh, because I'm saying, like, imagine what we can do now that I've been six years a citizen, mm-hmm. and like I'm starting, I'm, 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 I have to. There's a reason why I, I've been speeding up in the way that I do politics, right, and the way that I'm involved in local politics. Some people are like, you should take your time. You should like. I'm like, there's no time, right? <laughs> you know. I don't know what the fuck they talking exactly. About. Exactly. They want to bring you down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I can, to play devil's advocate, I could see why someone would say that to you because with the with the speed of Hudson County politics, mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to go so far to say it's North Jersey politics. Things happen so slowly here. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why someone would say, yo, take your time because, you know, people get in the office and they literally sit on their hands Mm -hmm. and don't do anything for years and years on end until someone like yourself comes up and challenges them i mean i don't agree with slowing down but i understand why someone would say it i I, I think that there is there's there's a benefit to aiming high and Mm -hmm. this is not aiming high by the way Mm -hmm. because this is not a I think an executive position, like if I, I wouldn't run for county executive right now mm-hmm. because I've been building up for that legislative position because I already did an executive position, like they like ran for one mm-hmm. when I ran for Mayor Hoboken in 2017. Uh, but because I am high right now, I, I met up with somebody and somebody was like, yeah, I was talking to uh, this person that's active in the community. And right as I said your name, she remembered when you did the debate in 2017 when you ran for mayor. Mm-hmm. And I was a young activist that was debating with five politicians that supposedly knew their shit. And then, yeah. I'll be real. That's when I met you. I met you in that time. Like, you were coming in, discussing, Mm. and you just came over this stuff. So, when it comes to politicians, when someone's introduced to me as a politician, I'm immediately, like, looking at them a certain type of way. Uh Ron came in saying, I just, I got scars, homie. Mm Mm-hmm. That's how I interpreted that. Mm. I just looked. They're still fresh. So I was like, I respect this guy. Thank you, brother. No, and and, and, and and it's it's the the issue and I and I mentioned it that one that time when we met, it was the issue's not losing that first time or that second time. It's whether you, what happens the, the day after. Mm-hmm. And because I haven't stopped, and that's why you know, I met you guys and, and I've been I'm still active in the community. I'm not starting from zero. I'm starting for that 40% that I started in 2020. Maybe I'm higher because I, I've been active. Yeah. And I'm starting earlier. That time, I only had six months of a campaign. 
this election that I'm running for is in June. So I'm starting mad early because also I have a nine to five job that I have to pay my bills and then I have to do campaigning after work and on the weekends. So that means I need more time to prep. I need more time to reach people and I need more time to fundraise. Can I say something? Sure. In my experience, in my career, people say things. Mm. Sometimes it seems like, should I, I know more than you. If, there's like the old school pops walking through Home Depot or what's the other one they got all the fucking fix it you fix it shit Lowe's Lowe's mm. you see it your pops walking through well your uncle walking through Lowe's he fucking a carpenter he fucking fix toilets and shit one of these young ass kids go up to him excuse me sir can I help you with your project they're like shut up I know more than you I know more than you <laughs> That's their attitude. No, absolutely. Can't tell me shit. Absolutely. So and when I- someone says, like in this case, "Yo, uh, slow down," this is coming from a naive person. Hmm. They don't know. They're saying something they see, and they're saying the first thing that comes to their mind. I would interpret that as a expert in the field. Maybe they're trying to say, "Pace yourself." That's the that's really the key. Instead of them saying mm. slow down, they might just say like, "Yo, don't stop. Just look more." Maybe that's what you do when you pace yourself. You start to look more at what you got. I think I think I think it depends on the mess. Oh, who's the one saying True. it? Right. True. So if it's a if it's a positive influence, right. you take it that way. You take it that way. If it's a standard politician that's just like, what listen, you, you like you know, <laughs> be quiet and don't say anything. Which I've gotten a few times, uh, also from government officials because they don't like when I speak. And I've I've uh-huh. I've told people, listen, it's the wrong approach to tell a former undocumented immigrant to be quiet uh-huh. because. It took me a while to get to be a U.S. citizen. I'm not staying quiet. I'm, uh-huh. I'm going to say my shit. So. Well, I mean, I think um, with your position now, especially with, like you said, you, you, you're you starting from the 40%. Um, you all right? <laughs> with you starting from the 40%, um, what has been... I guess the biggest change from starting from zero versus 40% because I think you kind of acclimated yourself into like you're a, a staple figure in Hudson County politics now. So now you have, I guess you would say you have more leverage now than someone starting fresh. So when you're approaching people, is it easier for them to be like, Oh, I know you, or is it more like, eh, I don't know. It's easier, but, you know, also name recognition really only goes so far, right? So you're not going to get 80% of people knowing you. But you you do get some looks, right? You're like, oh, Mm -hmm. like, I know that person, right? right, right. Or when somebody mentions the name, kind of recognizes, or, like, the fact that, you know, some people, it's all about building that brand, too. And I did all that with that intention. Mm Mm-hmm is I speak about certain topics and I do adapt them over time because you learn 
like what priorities are, how you can build a larger coalition so it's not just a one smaller group of people, but mm -hmm. how do you make it so that more people can join and really push for something that's going to benefit them all anyway, mm -hmm. right? But um, re really, then talking about those issues, there's a there's a power to what you say and what you project mm -hmm. and what you stand for. And that you don't flip-flop either, depending on who you're talking to, because that's what politicians do. Absolutely. But a public servant really should be following the science, seeing the data, and talking to the people, and how you really connect those two things. And the benefit, yeah, from this is because of that consistency, people now even reach out to me and say, hey, you talked about this. Can you help me? with a, a similar scenario right okay either with uh somebody that's that wanted that the landlord wanted to get them evicted uh, and and then and again i'm not a lawyer i'm not i don't have a position in government mm -hmm. but what i do have is that knowledge and information of the of who i have to reach out to to push the agenda forward right and to you do, ha help them out you do have a level of influence just with with that consistency yeah, and and also it's is is that ha having that visibility, and that's why I'm so passionate also about giving that visibility to other people, because mm -hmm. you know politics is a contact sport, mm -hmm. and yeah. and what what what. Well, you don't have to be young, but intellectually you are you are fucking tough. You you have you have to know uh, where they're gonna come for you and how they're gonna hit you. Yeah, it's and, chess. His chess is it's a little bit of MMA jiu-jitsu, I would say too. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So let me ask, what um, because you was speaking about finding that unifying message. Have you found it yet? It's not unifying. I mean, it's only one message, right? So well, the, you you have you have an umbrella message, which which is like we are the everyday people. Okay. They're the ones that are the politicians that serve the politicians. Right. I think that's something that a lot more people are like okay so we want to look out for more people like us right and that broadens the spectrum because there's there's only a small number group of people who are really benefiting from the corruption and the system as it is right now mm -hmm. at the political level mm -hmm. who gets the jobs who gets the contracts right. who gets that political position so they get the backing of the democratic party locally mm -hmm. to be on the ballot aligned with all the other democratic uh officially right, right. so um that is a small group of people we are the ones that are affected by those decisions we're a lot larger right and then when we when i'm what i'm presenting to people is like when we look for one another we can all grow mm. right and so if we can agree with that then we can move forward and then we start talking about now is what issue do you care about do you care about cycling safety or traffic safety or you care about pedestrian safety then i'm going to talk about pedestrian safety mm -hmm. Because everybody walks, whether you're going to your car or you're going to walk home yeah. or you're going to go to the store or mm -hmm. you're going to bike. So I'm not going to be talking about bike safety. I'm going to talk about pedestrian safety because that could be an 11-year-old kid that's right. crossing Kennedy Boulevard. Right. Or it could be my 69-year-old mom that's crossing Fourth and Jackson. Mm. So that's something that's more unifying than just one particular cause within that ecosystem that maybe actually pins each other it pins people against each other rather right. than something that's going to benefit all of us uh, i would have to agree with that because that that's the issue that i've often spoke about on this program where 
people take those small aspects of the fight mm. and be like, no, we need to care about this. And then someone else says, no, we need to care about this. Mm-hmm. When, like you're saying, it's all really under the same umbrella. We're just looking at it from different standpoints. And it's been my experience to where a lot of politicians and even like public servants will use that to their advantage to either continue to divide people, to make people become completely disinterested in the process at all because someone will say oh we're caring about bike safety Mm -hmm. and someone says oh we're caring about gun safety or gun violence and make it seem like they're two separate issues Mm -hmm. when they're really the same issue and i think i've i've seen that a lot with politicians because they be like oh you need to talk about this and ignore something else and then you get the other party mad and then nobody votes it's kind of like when we talk about housing too Mm -hmm. some people think affordable housing all that just means lower income people but then I start talking to the young professional and I'm like, so how much your rent go up this year? Or oh, it went about like a thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh, so you're also need rent control. Yeah. You also need more affordable apartment units, right? Uh-huh. I was talking to a realtor like three weeks ago. Um, and she's just a voter, so I just by the way, for the for the record, I don't take any money from uh, real estate developers mm-hmm. besides the political party bosses. And so, just before I said, I talked to a realtor. I want to just make sure that you know what the conversation. Just make is it about. clear. Just got to make it clear. Yeah, that 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 has to be clear from the get go because right. um, that you know money really it means that's the level of influence with politics yeah because if they find out you taking money from joe schmo they're gonna try to get you out of here mm. and so basically with what i was talking with her we were just talking about just the community and she mentioned that some developers that own some big buildings uh they were like man we just ramping up the prices and they could just keep taking them so we're just gonna keep putting the prices up so it's not a matter of is it good for business it's really a matter of like you know praying of people's despair of like they need somewhere to live and mm-hmm. everybody has different needs on what that looks like in terms of living but you know that's a com- that's that's a commodity that is not it's kind of like health you know and healthcare. Mm-hmm it's you know something that has to have some regulation because or else you know people can negotiate whether they're going to have a house or not yeah and, and see like with the housing and the safety it just me as a voter you know i often look at a lot of these issues and fatigue sets in sometimes because it's like damn they fucking us over with the housing mm-hmm. they don't care about safety our kids don't have clean water in schools like it just feels like the punches are coming from everywhere Mm -hmm. and when you get elected we're gonna speak that into existence when you get elected how do you navigate all of those issues without i guess ignoring certain people we have to talk about all the issues right Mm -hmm. um not just because we people remember us for maybe three specific issues doesn't mean that we don't talk about the other ones. So we have to tackle all of them. But we also have to see things in terms of when can we get them, right? Can we, some things that we can, some victories in the media term, some victories that maybe in two years, maybe some other ones in four years, right? Because if we just thinking of like, well, at some point we'll get housing developed Mm -hmm. for you that is affordable, 
then you're not gonna wait for me four years. Yeah, because I my rent's going up right now. Yeah, so that's why it's like we have to have uh, free legal representation for tenants. Mm. That's something that we can get like that. Okay. With the political decision of that should be a line in the budget of the county that we are gonna guarantee that legal representation because you have that tenant that's scared whether or not that's the the landlord is allowed to do that to that that person mm-hmm. then they just go ahead and leave many times right and i had that case there was a, somebody that came up to me and i had to be the intermediary between her and the landlord because mm-hmm. the landlord didn't want to take the the uh, relief money from the rent mm-hmm. and when that happened i said well let me talk to eight tenant advocate in Hoboken specifically for the city of Hoboken. Mm-hmm. But again, this is not something that is widely available to the whole county. And when I spoke to him, I was like, hey, is this legal that that landlord can deny receiving that help mm-hmm. during the COVID? And he's like, no, it's not legal. So then I was the one emailing, not the tenant. Mm-hmm. I was the one emailing the landlord and saying, well, I just talked to the, uh, the advocate, which is a lawyer. And he said it's illegal if you do this. So you're gonna fill out, you're gonna send the paperwork that you need, mm-hmm. and you're gonna send the money from the government from that relief. Mm-hmm. No, they're lying to you. Blah blah blah. They haven't paid the rent. And then I was like, I have the checks, no, the money orders mm-hmm. of the tenants mm-hmm. that they paid you for five months. So, and they were like, no, we don't have that. That's a lie. Then as the landlord noticed that he wasn't going to get the money and that he it wasn't illegal and mm-hmm. that he had he had to really take the money for like the the help the relief mm-hmm. it was like oh by the way i i found the five months worth of, of rent course he did. of course i'm he like did. how do you misplace five like, months five of months of rent in checks i'm like you just lose five checks you just lose five checks i was like <laughs> and you're complaining about not getting paid so i'm like no so that's just to say you know we we don't we shouldn't legislate or think of things as if people are perfect. People are gonna are gonna mess up at some point, mm-hmm. and there's gonna be people who are gonna do good things and people who are gonna do bad things. So we have to be able to have those parameters so that people can get the help now, and get and, and then have more permanent solutions like having nonprofit uh, uh, you know affordable apartments uh, across the county as well. So how do you change the perception? that the public has of politicians or public servants because to us speaking as a voter as a regular citizen you know we have this perception of politicians that is like you know they don't care about us and then you have someone like yourself stepping and saying like no i do care like how do you convince people that you're actually gonna do what you said you're gonna do because Because i'm like them Mm. There's a reason why I don't. I could have gotten a, a government job, kiss the ring, maybe get a, an elected position. Mm. Uh, but I didn't do that. Then there's a reason, like because I want to actually make change, change mm. things up. So I think the way I approach this is, you know, I'm I'm an everyday person just like you. I have a nine to five job. I cannot take, which, which is what some politicians would tell you, I cannot take three months off from my job in order to run for office. Mm-hmm. I need to pay the bills, you know. And yeah, you got bills just like us. I got bills just like you, and and you know, I have a daughter, and I have I have a mom that is 69, and I don't know if she'll be able to retire because 
she was an undocumented immigrant and it just wasn't enough time to have a you know worth worthy social security uh check mm -hmm. you know so we have all these commonalities of you know we're on this side as george carlin said you know it's a big club and you ain't in it right that's exactly what's happening and that's exactly what i'm challenging that's why i'm not taking the line of the democratic party locally i'm running for the democratic primary mm -hmm. but i don't and many of us we don't think it's okay for a political party like the democratic party to already handpick the people who are going to run on their line on mm. the ballot and say and so that there's the appearance that is the other side is not part of the same party right that you're not no no you're not the chosen one so when that happens, uh, people feel like they don't have real representation and they don't turn out to vote. We saw that in the last election, where it was like 8% of yeah. the nobody, voters. Nobody voted. Nobody honestly. voted. Yeah. Because they thought, you know, this is the game is rigged. Yeah. What I'm working on showing people is that it's like just, you know, it comes from the streets, right? It's you're not going to. Uh, you know, just because the game is rigged doesn't mean you just throw your hands up and just don't do anything. You have to figure shit out and, right. and really just um, get get through it, right? Show that it can be done. And that's what I'm trying to do is show that it can be done in, the, in another way, without kissing the ring, without taking money from real estate developers. And that's how you show the people that this is different. Huh. I mean, that's, that's actually super commendable because... I, I have many conversations with people who just are totally uninterested because the game is rigged. Yeah. And I and I try to appeal to people's optimism that there are people out here like yourself and a few other people I know who are actually trying to change things for the better. I think it's just because we've been abused mm. for so long, people are just like, yeah, that's cool. I like what you're trying to do, but... People are like I don't I don't they've think you're gonna. It. They've ignored it. It's just like I. It's cool what you're trying to do, but I've I've seen this movie too many times already. Mm -hmm. And they, a lot of people just feel like, yeah, Ron is you're doing a good thing, but it's, you're probably gonna lose. Mm -hmm. So and then, and that's difficult for me, knowing like like you said, that we can change stuff, we can fight back, we can, we don't have to take the abuse that is laid upon us, but it takes the people to understand that collectively and I, that that's something that I struggle with and that's a big reason why I do what I do is like, because like Ron said he said it starts in the streets no absolutely absolutely right. because like and if we just gonna break it down on that level like we've been the victims for an extremely long time so it's hard for us to really see someone pardon me see someone who like yourself is genuinely trying to do a good thing it's hard for the general public to believe in someone and i think that's what's really missing sometimes it's like we want to believe in you but it's like we've lost so many times already that's why we have to build that relationship right mm -hmm. um when i ran the first time uh and i only got one percent of the vote the first time right and um you know but i didn't stop i kept going mm -hmm. and and i and i showed results like i showed like hey even if i'm not in that seat i can 
talk about something long enough, then something changes. He will get, he will get done. Yeah. Right. We made one intersection safer in Hoboken, just two blocks away from my mom's place. Mm. I've been talking about it for two years. I've written op-eds, but then I got more and more residents involved, and they and then I would be the one be like making it louder and louder. And you know, some people in government, like an engineer, they want to see mm. that change too. Yeah, immediately. So they, so when they see that opening, and you start building that narrative that makes it normal, like, yeah, why don't we have that? Why don't we have that? Then that's when the politicians sometimes bring that guard down and be like, okay, I guess we can do it this, mm-hmm. and they end up doing it. Like, there's a few, there's a few wins that I'm, I'm, I'm able to show mm-hmm. uh, at the local level without even having the seat yet, and that's my approach. Is I want to show you now. I don't want to show. You, I don't, I'm not committing to what will happen after I get elected. I'm committing to what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like with the podcast that I said earlier, that's what I want to do right now. Is give them that platform of mm-hmm. people who are like man i really want to see something about uh more inclusion for uh for queer people mm-hmm. and as and, and these are people that i'm inviting because i met over with them for coffee right. because for some reason we got connected and then i was like i want to learn more about you and what you care about right. and so that's what happened with matthew cunningham and that's why i invited him to that first podcast because i had had coffee with him before mm-hmm. i knew what he cared about what the issues are that he cares about mm-hmm. uh and then he's looking for that way to connect with other people that will care as well mm. so i think what really works is putting your flag out there so that other people are like ha huh, that's uh, that's me that's yeah. another person like me that cares about this and that has happened like uh i'm not the first one that has run independently there's other people that have mm-hmm. but because i ran uh somebody else wanted to run in, in jersey city heights for city council mm-hmm. right then alfredo shot the daniel yeah and then she when she decided to run and during her campaign uh a woman from bayonne a progressive woman from bayonne said hey uh, i wanna i saw you running and i got inspired to danielle and I said, I want to run too. Mm. So she ran in Bayonne for city council. She's young. She's in her early 20s. And so she was, so this keeps happening that people are like showing up that really, if we put things into perspective, we've only, as, as progressives, we've only ran uh, a coordinated campaign in other places, also like not just one city in 2020. Mm. That's when Hector Ozaguerra ran. That's when I ran for county commission, or mm-hmm. among others. That was the first time that we were trying, and we and I got forty percent of the vote that time. Elena Little got forty-five percent of the vote against somebody that was new to that position. Mm-hmm. And um, so, it's about that build-up, but it's about showing people that it can, that you're right. It's about building that trust. Yeah, that things can change. So you do them by the that activism. You have to have that rapport with the community, right? So, so it's like exp- inspiring by through action. Inspiring through action, inspiring through results too. Mm-hmm. It can't just be wishy washy. I wish this could be what happens. Mm-hmm. That's what we also have to be conscious about what we're going to invest our time in. Is this going to be achievable? And wh- what's achievable now that we can tackle? 
and what's achievable later that we still have to talk about it now because that's how we build up the momentum to get to that point in two or three years mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's about inspiring showing those results in the immediate term and showing that uh your potential is growing like when i'm saying that in four in four years in three years actually between 2017 and 2020 i went from one percent of the vote to 40 percent of the vote in a game that's rigged from a former undocumented immigrant that didn't speak english when he came when he was 12 mm-hmm. i i think that we their chances are, are are pretty high yeah because with a story like that that is almost like saying man i did this shit you can do it too and also it's come join me i want you to be able to run for office later too mm-hmm. i like i want you to have the mic that's why that that was the idea with the podcast is mm-hmm. it's not me talking by myself mm-hmm. it's me giving that amplifying that voice that matthew had then turning around and saying all right now this is the follow-up it's uh, what does the audience want to talk about? Mm-hmm. And then ask me a question, ask uh, Matthew a question. But then it's what happens after that's beautiful too. It's now Matthew has that power of talking to people that went there mm-hmm. that were interested, that were potential partners and things that he wants to achieve as well. Hey, we should start talking about more uh, help for people who have HIV. We should be able to like do... Like to, to be more welcoming to uh, people from the trans, like, you know, so from the different communities in the LGBTQ community. So, so it, it's just not unintentionally, but you've boosted his base to, just by giving him that voice. That's part of the strategy. Is you know they can't uh, the machine can try to they get can't sil- one yeah, person. They can't silence all of us. They can't silence all of us. Mm. It's kind of like uh, you know. Uh, Frankie was saying we should boycott, but boycott only happens if we all do it. This is my kind of boycott. It's like, yeah, it's my my boycott is I'm not gonna vote for who the party boss says. I'm gonna run for office against that, and then as many of us that want to boycott that, that rig machine. system, that yeah. machine. You get to build up that, that support that we get, you know, votes. They don't got that many votes. They don't because they don't have the money to just convince everybody because hmm. they're not doing what is best for everybody. They haven't been. It's aggressive. You consume everything. Hmm. So if all of us were to say no to this one company for the next two days, oh, they'd be in trouble. You will see it in the numbers. You won't see the stock. That shit gonna be like, oh shit. And what if we were to time these attacks? You know, it's the only thing that we have as a people. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Right. Currently, it's like just add on to this. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I I think day, I I do I do I do agree with that because. I've always said, you know, we have they have the money, but we have the numbers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because with I think making people understand that there are other options outside of like we had a conversation. I was telling you about a certain candidate who shall remain nameless that this person has ran unopposed for so long because no one knew that 
they could run for for this particular seat or that this seat even exists. Like I know people in my personal life who only vote one way because they don't know any other options. Mm -hmm. They keep saying the same name for 10 years because no one knows this seat exists. No one knows what this person does. They just see the name on the ballot and they're like, you know what? Fine. I keep seeing this guy. I might as well just vote for him. Yeah, they settle. They absolutely settle. So I think with what you're doing and inspiring other people to really have the courage to be like, you know what? I'm going to go do something. I'm going to go put my name on a ballot. I'm going to go knock on doors. I'm going to go canvas. It gives people, even even if they don't win, it gives people a moment of pause. They're like, okay, well, I've never seen this name before. Who's this person? Let me see if I can go vote. for. Or oh, what are they into? Let me see what they're talking about. Yeah, like yeah i get to know who you are what you about what your background is and whether or not you're worthy of my vote and i think that's important to go against this this game that's rigged is that people have options you know we're supposed to be a free market country and with the free market options should be available for any industry that you're in so even especially with like political stuff or political whatever i can't blanking on the word right now but any type of political venture there needs to be multiple options i don't believe in just seeing a bunch of democrats from top to bottom who all believe the same thing who have the same monotonous tone who all say everything who all repeat whatever the machine tells them to repeat and then people say like oh there's nobody else to vote for so either i vote for them or i don't vote Mm -hmm. And this is how we get stuck in this cycle Because people don't understand That there are other people out here That you can vote for That you can invest in That you can contribute to So I, I think with what you're doing As far as even, even just outside of all of the groundwork That you put in The mere act that The mere fact that you are inspiring people Just to be like you know what I talked to Ron And he said some shit to me man I think I'm gonna go run even that is enough because now people are thinking you know what ron's just like me he got bills he got a kid got a wife he got to take care of he got all these things that i have to deal with in my personal life as well and he's doing it so what the fuck is my excuse and i think that's important because now it puts the pressure on the public to be like okay i can't just make rants yeah i can't just sit here i can't just make rants on twitter all day about how shitty everything is you have people are showing you the way to do something mm -hmm. and i think with that that to me that might be a little more valuable than anything else because you're showing people like no there's there's another way there's absolutely another way and i i have to commend you for that because there aren't a lot of um there are people who are doing it but i don't see a lot of people who are like let me tell you, let, let me give you some flowers, Ron. I got to give my boy some flowers. Like, if y'all don't know Ron, Ron will go in any neighborhood, in any city, in any, well, in New Jersey. But he will go in any neighborhood, on any street, and talk to whoever's out there. And I really respect that about you because, like you said, you're, you're a regular person just like us. And what happens too often is that these politicians get in these positions and just disassociate themselves from the rest of us 
Like now they're in their ivory tower. They don't got to deal with us mere mortals anymore. I got my cushy job. I can punch my little buttons, make my decisions. And they completely forget that their decisions are affecting everyday people. Mm. And what would you do? And if y'all don't know, Ron, I don't know what the fuck your problem is. But this man will knock on your door. He will come to your job. He will talk to 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 tt or whoever he needs to fucking talk to and let them know like look what do you care about how can i help and to our point earlier like if that gets people inspired it gets people to be like all right this guy keeps knocking on my door maybe i need to hear what he's saying or this guy keeps calling me let me let me hear what i'm let me hear what he has to say and i think that consistency and persistence is just we do need more of that. So I just want to give you your flowers on that end because that is that's something that I that I have always respected about you. The fact that you will do that no matter what the circumstances are. Just to make sure like you're having these face to face human interactions. Because it's because every because social media like has kind of devalued human interactions. Everyone says everything online, everyone you know, shares threads with each other or argue online, like people sometimes completely neglect how powerful, how powerful human interaction is and how just meeting someone like coffee is your move. Yeah. Like that's your move. Like you, like we've told the story before, like me and Ron met because I was talking shit online and he DM me like, yo, let's meet for coffee. And that's how we built our friendship. And you do that. I've seen you do that over and over and over, and it works every single time. So I like for any aspiring politician and listening, like talk to people face to face. I'm saying shake somebody's hand. Don't get too close because COVID's still out here. But um, actually talk to people, real people, because the people who really, really will come out and vote with you are online arguing with people. That's, that's actually why I don't get into those arguments uh, online anymore. I mean, when I have to, like, I'll uh, I'll engage, but I won't. Yeah, because I want to make sure my version of, of that is, is out there, too. And and maybe, hey, maybe I do have to change something. Maybe I do have to address something. But if, if it's a slander, then I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to respond. Yeah, absolutely. And, but people won't get to know you. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you need to, you need to show people that that, that you can, you can take that public pressure and that you know how to maneuver and how to mm-hmm. go about it. Because mm-hmm. uh, you know, check again. yeah, you know. Uh, uh, no, nah, that's why I was, that's why I was giving mm-hmm. Ron his flowers because Ron's a, he'll come right to you like you said what, <laughs> like what you said. You said you had an issue with what, and I ain't do what. <laughs> you sure about this? You want to check my motherfucking record? <laughs> You want to see what I did in these Hoboken and Jersey City streets? <laughs> you bitch. Say something else. I, I, I did I, I did get a, a call from somebody, I, I won't reveal the name, but it was like, since when do you care about uh, sports fields, uh, public sports fields in Hoboken being mm-hmm. locked up? And I was like, what do you mean since when I have care? Okay, you want receipts? Here's an op-ed I wrote three years ago. See, that's what I'm talking about. Here's, a, here's an interview two years ago. Here's a, a post because... Yeah. Watch your mouth. Watch yeah, your mouth. Yeah. Now you want to talk about the solution about this. Yeah, right. right. It's like, no. like uh, So, yeah, I, I make sure that things are out there. Uh, so, for the record, public record. So that way people can 
quote me and if you know if i backtrack then you got you got something on me right but but that's that's the idea is that accountability that Mm -hmm. my the influence i can provide it's dependent on the public support instead of a party boss right a political party boss right and that means i have to be consistent on my stuff and i have to be real it's not about um you know i care for this right now and i will always be thinking the same way because Mm -hmm. you may be able to convince me that i'm wrong or uh that I'm going to be consistent because that's what I believe in and that's what I've seen. And I've always been talking about that same topic. So, but it's keeping it open to the public. It's giving people also uh, the opportunity to participate. Uh, something that you mentioned, the coffees. That's something I learned from some um, young uh, Latino uh, politician. And, and actually, he invited me for tacos because he was the first Mexican-American city councilman in New York City. Okay. Carlos Menchaca. Shout out to Carlos. Yeah, shout out to Carlos. Uh, I messaged him because somebody from the Ecuadorian community was like, yo, you've been talking about participation, participation. You know what they're doing in New York? They're doing participatory budgeting. That And the process there is a lot better than the one that's happening here mm-hmm. in Jersey City. Because what I saw when I went to Brooklyn in Sunset Park was that they had, um, like, it, it was, like, People who were making proposals for a project, they had to work for a few months together with the engineers or the professionals from City Hall Mm -hmm. to build those plans. So they'd be like, all right, this is a plan that is asking for a specific amount of money. Mm -hmm. And it's actually something that is well thought out and we're able to do it. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Then they put it out for a vote. And you got, I think it was seven days to go at any, like some time frames during the day to go and vote for the projects that merit the $100,000 or $500,000 that mm-hmm. they had in the budget. So I went, he was like, all right, yeah, let's meet for, I, I sent them a tweet, a tweet, and then he's like, yeah, let's meet at this time at my office, we have a taco truck outside. I'm hmm. like, cool. Okay. Not his, but he was just saying like that. I was about to say. <laughs> that's yeah, the neighborhood. That's the neighborhood, you know? And so I went and that's, that's how I, I learned. I was like, you know, like that approach of just, you want to message me? You want to have a conversation? Let's meet. And I think that's, that's powerful. And I've, I've taken that both professionally and also in yeah, community work. That's very much like, yo, catch me outside. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, like you talking shit online. <laughs> he, he outside like no, Ron is def- Ron is definitely don't outside. Don't talk you shit. Know, you don't go outside. If you're not gonna come outside, watch your mouth. Cause I'll be I'll be on your block right after this last meeting. Right. No, but that's that's super duper dope. Um, because if you can say something to me to my face, you won't say it on the internet. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 I think that approach, and I think that's why you've garnered so much support. Because that's that approach does make you accessible. It makes you real. It mm-hmm. makes people like, oh, okay, he's a real person. I can go out and touch them. Because, you know, a lot of times people just talk shit online. They don't have an avatar. They got some weird little picture or whatever. And you don't even know if these people are real people. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you're like, no, 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 you can meet me here. We can just we can talk or debate whatever issue that you want. I think that's something that a lot of politicians. If they were smart, they would do that more. Yeah. They would be out in the public more. They would be like, no, I'm going to be here. So if you have any issues, you can come talk to me. Or if you want to meet privately, we can do that. Because it makes people 
invest in you more because it's like, okay, I know he's running for this particular seat and I know he listens to me whenever I have a complaint or issue or, or even like you were saying with the parks, you know, something that I didn't know he supported or had an opinion on, but he does. And I think that's what I've noticed with a lot of Hudson County politics is a lot of them don't have that. So I think with you and again, any aspiring politician or if you're trying to run for office, meet the people. The people are the people. The people are always the key. No matter what, I don't care. They they need they tell you oh you need to fundraise you need to fundraise. Yeah, that's important. But the people, you gotta pull up. You absolutely have to pull up. So yeah, that's that's um. Please do that more. Because the more you're outside, the more people see you, the more people know that you visit the local taco truck that they go to, the more people will support you. Let people know that you're real. Let people know that you're not um, hiding behind your gated community or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? But I do have a... um, What's the word I'm looking for? I do have a, a... switching gears a little bit so i wanted i wanted to because you're a savvy political mind i wanted to know your opinion because i'm seeing with this amy g stuff right i'm seeing a lot of reports and stories about how the outrage is slowing down right and what i wanted to ask you is because i'm seeing two things let me just get the get my facts straight i'm seeing two things i'm seeing the machine i'm using air quotes say that the outrage is slowing down and on the other side i see the people who um are still outraged about this still screaming you know she needs to resign she needs to resign right my question is hypothetically if amy says you know what guys y'all are right i'm gonna resign and she resigns tomorrow what happens um, so I don't know if it's the the date exactly right now, but I know that there's a time in September that if she resigns after that date, um, the mayor is the one that appoints somebody, okay. right? So I don't know if it's more on the procedural side that you're thinking, or you're thinking more on the political side, what happens? I'm thinking more on the political side. So on the political side, um... I think it still builds the case of how long they drag their feet okay. in order for that to happen. Okay. I think it shows, um, you know, really what happens in the back end with the machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't erase the fact that Amy the G's was also caught in the video, uh, like trying to tell a police officer, like, I'm going to call somebody in power so that you don't you give me a ticket instead of uh you know towing my car right uh and the fact that she lives in an affordable apartment unit when she makes a lot more money than than most of us mm-hmm. um and you know just the things keep piling up and that that is the, ex- the exhibit of how of the abuse of power okay and i think abuse of power has to be that um that, that thing that we don't forget mm-hmm. and that everything is in politics is about framing. How do you frame this message so that it's focused? Everybody has the same picture, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's the picture that this is not the machine versus the progressives. This is not 
uh, you know, just Amy the G's versus like this type of politician. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's deeper. It's actually it's everyday people versus the politicians. Mm -hmm. That's clear. That's easy. And then if we care about the politicians more than we more more about the everyday people rather than the politicians, that's when we all win. That's not happening right now. Right now, the decisions are being made because of the people who have that political power, and that's that, and that's not us. <sighs> okay, do and correct me if I'm wrong, but I on a plan contrarian a little bit, but I do also feel like there is no plan of action from the people who want her to resign about what happens if she resigns. Or or is that something that we don't have any control over? No, I think I think so. What we don't have control of is uh, if she resigns and then uh, the mayor appoints somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, you know some people want to make this not political, but I don't think that's yes, that's that's, that's not real. Possible. Yeah, the the G's. Yeah. She she's a, a city councilwoman, so she's uh, part of that. Uh, legislative body that decides where the money where the money goes. Yeah, that there are alleged stories about what she was actually doing. But I mean, that happens when you don't clarify what happened, right? I think the deeper underlining message to this DG situation is that there's a history in New Jersey as far as politics goes hmm. like and this is one of the last dinosaurs to exist as an example of nepotism hmm. you see nepotism is like a virus you don't know where it's at that's the whole point of nepotism I, nobody knows I got you in. you get away with shit and nobody knows I, that that's me right and then you do it so mm -hmm. now it's like that's nepotism right so she is the daughter of a high big dog since I was growing up. Mm -hmm. That's the last dinosaur, you know, as far as correcting the system a little bit. Because if you deserve the job, then great. But if you've already proven that you can't even care about a human being, how are you supposed to make decisions for human beings? And the fact that she is related. Mm -hmm. Now this is that pure example of nepotism. I got my kid in. She ain't deserve to get in. She had to skip the steps. Just like gang shit. How'd this person get in the gang? They have to prove themselves. Mm -hmm. They either had to bleed or do their numbers. Or they were fathered. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Same shit. But nepotism could exist in that gang shit too. Bringing in people that for no reason. So at the end of the day, this is a deep root that's going to take some time pulling out. I get, I get. more people see it for what it is I think that we know that we can only get better if we correct at least the minimal of discretions and I, and I think that's what the general consensus is um, just making sure I think people just want her removed just based off everything you just said like if we get her removed then that shows that that type of action is not suitable for any public official at all and I think my slight point of contention is okay 
what happens after she's removed like you said the if she if she's removed at a certain time um the mayor picks i mean the mayor picks somebody if she's removed in a certain time frame and, and then they get elected or then there's an election the following november so that that means that it, the election doesn't happen this november it would happen next november okay so do you believe that like if this plan hypotheticals if that happens do you believe that there is enough time to kind of groom a candidate to run against her i think i think there is and especially with like i said the framing of that message of mm-hmm. what differentiates differentiates us from them mm-hmm. and also how that's connected to i mean it shows it how that's connected to uh why i'm in pain right why i am struggling paying the rent mm-hmm. right because there could be enough affordable housing units, but some people are taking them who are just politically connected, right? So it's about it's about connect. So it's not about just the candidate, mm-hmm. not just about grooming the person, you know, because then we're just focusing on somebody that's not perfect. Right. It's about what the idea is behind that person, because now it's not just an influence of one voice, but what's behind that voice. Mm-hmm. Is that voice consistent? Is that voice consistency then related to the people who are going to back you and support you? Mm. So again, I think it's about not just and I don't I don't think we've stopped talking about other issues, um, but it's just about maintaining those issues and then connected to the larger idea that everybody knows that there's a circle a circle of people who have that political privilege mm-hmm. that are politically connected and that are you know just keeping the steps in order to get to those positions of power and and we're left with the crumbs to fight over the crumbs i i I would agree because i think this the g situation is a perfect like microcosm of all of the issues Mm. that we that we face every day like you said with with her and affordable housing or her trying to i'm just saying bribe the cop Mm -hmm. into not giving her a ticket where her you know committing a misdemeanor and not being held accountable for it like all of these things represent the everyday people's frustration with local government and i think that's why this story isn't going away like I, i'm i'm seeing like what i was saying earlier i keep seeing local not local but certain jersey media outlets framing like you said that this fight is slowing down or people aren't caring as much or people aren't as outraged and i don't necessarily agree with that i I think that the machine is expecting people to be outside of city hall every single day a hundred thousand people deep and i don't think that's realistic because people have regular lives people got to get to work they got to take their kids to school but I, I think that frustration still sits with people every single day. So while they, while they may not be at City Hall yelling and screaming, that doesn't mean that people still aren't upset about what happened and they don't want her removed. Also, people adapt. Like, if for, what, five hours, people were like, requ- like saying that she should resign yeah. in front of her, at a city council meeting in the public commons time where many people had to leave because they have lives right mm-hmm. yeah i had in to leave because yeah yeah because you you, ha- you have you're an everyday person yeah 
so that you couldn't speak some people actually went back and spoke what was it uh two days ago three three days ago this past wednesday I believe. yeah so they went and spoke because they didn't get a chance to speak last time they Mm -hmm. went to speak this time so uh the outrage the level of outrage stays the same the the stories there's nothing more powerful than a powerful story mm-hmm. and the story remains the same it's something that people will not forget it's something that when you think of that council of that council person you're gonna think of that yeah. scenario and what that represents yeah and we need to really build that symbolism of what that represents mm-hmm. not just focus on the act was wrong but how that is only the symptom of something larger you mm-hmm. know so her 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 incident is just a very big example of what's really going on in the county. It is a snapshot of what the reality is. It's a perfect picture. County. It's a perfect picture. Okay. All right. So yeah. So to you, media people keep saying, "Oh, the outrage is dying down." Shut up. And also, it's a marathon. What I was mentioning about people adapt. Mm-hmm. So if they see, wait, oh, so this is not working? So why am I going to show up every single day mm-hmm. if you're just going to turn around and say, I don't care, try to keep showing up? Mm-hmm. Now it's about, all right, you didn't want to make it political. Now it is going to become political, meaning we're going to have to take that political power mm-hmm. rather than just asking. Now we're going to, and this was a something I heard uh, Senator Menendez say to a group of latino uh young uh, you know people in politics i went to that event 2016 i think it was and and then uh senator menendez goes and he gives a keynote speech and then he basically this line stuck with me he said we're not gonna give you our jobs you're gonna have to come and take them uh. and i'm just like so you're not gonna mentor people to go into office that's not like a fight I'm it's not a contact gonna, sport yeah i'm not gonna give you my job you gotta you're take gonna, it you're gonna have to take it from yeah me. you gotta you gotta meet me outside and and so the fact that they say that that's that's basically what the machine's attitude is so it's i think we gotta go and take it that's why we're running for office that's why some people can run for office but they can support people to run for office that's how we build it out uh, that's how I'm I'm thinking this is going to end up evolving and evolving not in the way that hey we just want to take that one seat is that we want to take the whole thing and we're not gonna win the whole thing right off the bat but the more people run the more people can win and the more seats that can be taken and that's how you start making that change and the more vulnerable they feel mm-hmm the more they're going to try to change. You were in that uh, commissioner meeting for the county. Oh, commission. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> I went to my, I went to my first, um, <laughs> yeah, segue, segue, good segue. I went to my first uh, county commissioner meeting. Shout out to Emmanuel Morgan from Bike JC. She invited me out because they had this county commission meeting. Um, just to, just kind of voting on, because break it down in completely lamest terms they the county is getting a bunch of money for public safety to make sure for pedestrian safety for pedestrian safety excuse me and they were voting on that so like a lot of people from who care about pedestrian safety bike jc safe streets jc came out in support and trying to get the county the county committee to vote on this action now this is my first time ever being like i was telling ron that was my first time ever being in that building without 
accompanying someone who's there for a criminal case because that building is on it's on Pavonia and it's right behind the courthouse and like the only time I've ever stepped in my in that building is when I had to go there because someone had a criminal case so being in there like it was weird because you know they they sitting up on this this little bench thing it's like four or five no it's like six or seven people just sitting there and they're behind a little glass thing and they're sitting there in their chairs and yay nay and all this other shit so it, and it was it was a weird experience for me because that was my first time being in there but that also let me see kind of like behind the curtain because it's just like oh this is how they decide on stuff this is this is why certain areas get ignored or this is where they vote on the budget about who gets what's who get what money and that was a very eye-opening experience for me because i'm like yo why isn't this bitch packed like why aren't more people in here because the stuff that they vote on affects everyday people and i think that government really is designed to discourage people from showing up so like many times they pick a courthouse or a courthouse looking place that nobody really wants to go to because it looks intimidating yes that's what they're up in that desk the desk thing. and they got the, the big fucking thing behind them and it looks like you look like it's like a court of judges and it looks very like you it looks very like you're, you're going to jail yeah 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 and so and so that's that's the first thing and the second thing is you come in and you don't know what the hell's going on yeah because they're all talking their language and they're all talking about um an agenda that you don't know any background on and that was my first experience going to a city council meeting actually mm -hmm. and from the it's like that first time that i went to a council meeting was you know everybody turned like it was five people they turned around and they're like who the hell is this guy that's showing up to right, the council right. meeting right and so is that and but i the first thing that came to my mind was there should be somebody that's welcoming people who are coming in and say, hey, is your first time coming to a city right. council meeting or to a county commissioner? Yeah, meeting? like an Applebee's or something. A host. Yeah, a host. Uh, yeah, welcome I, to the city council meeting. Come sit here. Yeah, it's like, this is the agenda. Mm -hmm. Do you have any questions about the agenda items? Mm -hmm. Like, no, they they don't. What they would tell you is, what the commissioners would tell you is, like, that's not, that's not our job. Right. So that's, again, coming from up to bottom right and and that's that's the attitude that i want to switch up to is like no we're gonna know what's going on and that's what happened like because that was built from the activists at the local level mm -hmm. across the county mm -hmm. uh there was somebody from bayonne like you know you heard her testimony about uh her family mm -hmm. uh, getting killed in a, in a traffic crash um and so and there was jersey city hoboken uh, north bergen and so, uh, but they're the ones that were building it out because they've been listening to what, what's happening mm -hmm. in terms of money, right? So there was like, oh, there's a grant at the state level. You just got to apply. Mm. So you can build an action plan, not even to design or make the changes. It's they, the decision that the county commissioners made on that day mm -hmm. was just a decision to apply to a grant that will help them build an action plan. Mm. So... Um, when I went to speak that day, right after I sat down, Veneri, the the chair of the of the board, was like, "You guys are talking to us like we're not gonna approve this. We're not gonna approve this. We all sponsored it, and like you don't have to come up and talk. Like we're gonna vote for it anyway. But mm -hmm. unless you want to, you can come up." And talk. Yeah. 
And when I say, you know, and I, and I said that to you, I'm like, the reason why we're talking about this so passionately is because George Gonzalez, who was an 11 year old boy that was crossing JFK Boulevard, was going to school and he gets hit by a bus and, and, and dies. Mm. That was in 2015, bro. Mm. So we're talking about this since 2015, and they just voted to approve an action, a grant for an action plan. To apply for a grant. For an action plan, not even to change things just yet. Seven years after that happened, and that wasn't the last time that somebody died in JFK. Yeah, JFK is wildly dangerous. So, I mean, you know, so so that's that's the that that's the the difference in what happens at that level of government and what it should be like. Mm-hmm. But it's also like they they're trying to show a face that they cannot really hold on to because. Mm-hmm. They just been so uh, quiet and shady yeah. uh, for seven years and sitting on their hands when yeah. they could have been saving lives already. So I don't believe anything that they do. Well, I'm I'm glad that um, I got invited out because now that I know that these meetings exist, I'm gonna definitely tell more people who have things that they want our local government to change because, you know, like you were saying all of that is intentional they don't promote they don't say hey you guys we're having a meeting come out because they don't want people to come in and be like you motherfuckers need to change this 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 Mm -hmm. and this because they are very comfortable with just getting their checks sitting in their nice cushy chairs and then going home so the more people who attend these meetings the more people who even share that these meetings are happening it allows people who have even if it's a small issue to go up and have their voice, have their concerns heard, which I think is very important. So shout out to Emmanuel for inviting me out to that. Um, that was a very eye opening experience for me. So thank you for that. But um, before we get out of here, um, how can people help you in your campaign? Uh, first thing I'm doing is I'm, you know, this campaign really is sponsored by everyday people as well, mm-hmm. right? That's why I keep saying it is because at the end of the day, also, oh, that's, no, that's the name of this episode, everyday people. I'm there you go, you. that's it, that's it. And uh, and so um, basically, by don't by making a donation to the campaign, it mm-hmm. could be thirty bucks, it could be sixty, uh, it could be a hundred. Uh, we just broke uh, off the first hundred donors nice congratulations thank you thank you so and that's only in a month and 10 days or so yeah so we have basically it's me calling people i know and just saying hey can you make a donation Mm -hmm. and they can donate what they can and that's the reason why we're starting early too yeah because again i have a nine to five job and i'm doing this after work and on the weekends right so Uh, I need that time period in order to really reach out to as many people as possible. People I know, people that support the causes that we have, people that listen to you, for example, mm-hmm. and say, oh, you know, like, this is the chance. Because somebody asked me that went to Hoboken High School and then left over to, went to, over to Jersey City, moved to Jersey City a few years ago. And he was like, hey, are you doing this all over the county, this podcast? Mm-hmm. He commented on the podcast of, of the change. And I said, well, right now I'm going to focus on the district. Mm-hmm. But after June, after the election, my plan is to bring it all over the place. Nice. Go all over the county because then now we're starting to influence no matter who the commissioner is in that district. Mm-hmm. 
you either are in on changing things up because I'm going to meet up with people in your neighborhood. Right. Or you're either going to join us or you're going to or we're going to talk about what you're not doing. So Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, get down and lay down. <laughs> That's a strategy, bro. No, but listen, man. Ron, thank you, bro. You know, I appreciate everything that you do. You know, you always have my support. But for those of you who are listening, follow Ron. On, first of all, give your social media. Yeah, you can follow me on Ron Bautista NJ on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, TikTok. And you can. What are you doing on TikTok? Uh, I, I I don't dance. That, that I was about to say because I was gonna go look for a video I right now. Like if Ron is dancing on TikTok, <laughs> I'm posting that immediately. <laughs> no, no, I know my boundaries, bro. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, no, and and um, you can also make a donation at ronbautistanj.com/slash/contribute. Uh, any amount uh, helps, and uh, that's the way that we keep the balance in this campaign. I'm not gonna do only what I want to do. I want. I'm gonna do what I believe, and I can collaborate with you all uh, to make it happen. So, all right, man. Ron for county commissioner. OG Ron for county commissioner. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you. You know, I, again, you know, I support all the work that you do. So anything that I can do or Frankie can do, just let us know, so we can help. You know, you always have our support. But um. In the meantime, in between time, follow the show and everything. Instagram, 4D Stress underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash 4KJ. You can follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. You can follow A Celestial Guys on IG for your holistic healing. Follow at So What Game CO on IG for your hip hop debate needs. You can follow the dojo on IG at the dojo JC. Make sure you visit the website for the stress podcast.com. Go vote for Ron, goddammit. Okay? Go contribute. If he knocks on your door, talk to him for 15 minutes at minimum. All right? The hell? <laughs> God damn it. Anywho, also with all of that, make sure you go buy your tickets. Um, the link is in the bio, live show, September 30th. Ron is going to be there. I'm there already, man. Yeah, Ron's going to be there. We're going to have a great fucking time. And um, togetherness for the stress. You know what I'm saying? I, I keep saying it and I'm going to keep repeating it until y'all get sick of me. We don't get anywhere unless it's together. All right? Ron, thank you, bro. I appreciate you. Frankie, thank you. Everybody, vote for Ron or we're going to have problems. All right? If you don't vote for Ron, you and I have a personal beef. Okay? I want, I'm want. i making that clear right now. If you don't vote for Ron, we have a personal beef. All right? God bless. Frankie, turn this shit off. Thank you.